All right, babe, here we go. Welcome to this gorgeous conversation with Kelsey. We went into such amazing territory. You are about to listen in on a full hour-long session of embodiment, embodiment practices. What does that even mean? How it really gets to be so simple and a little bit different than maybe the pop embodiment word that you might be hearing all over the place. And this conversation went into such rich territory that I feel you are going to get a lot from this. There is so much here. I'm so excited to share with you. Um, and without further ado, here we go. Let's do this. And hello, and I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So I was tuning into what you shared um, about embodiment and the desire for that. And I'm just wondering if that's still a similar intention in this moment right now. Um, and then whatever it is, I'll just hand it over to you and you can kind of just speak into what's alive and where you'd like to go today. Yeah, I love that. So if you can remind me, um, because I did fill that out about yeah. a month ago, I'd say, um, embodiment, yes, is always, always, always something that is very alive for me and something that I'm working to kind of hone more in and, and kind of master because I live a lot in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So if you could, if you could remind me of what I said, I can, um, let you know how alive that still is in my body. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, that's why I totally understand that depending on when someone fills this out, it could totally shift. So yeah. what you did share was, I feel I have mastered many aspects of my life, but where I still find I struggle is in embodiment and moving the energy and softening into my feminine into feeling the duality of emotions from high to low, my capacity to feel and be. Yes, that's beautiful. I love that I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> it is very beautiful. Um, yes, that is definitely still very true um, and something that I'm, I'm working um, very closely with. I have um, a really beautiful one-to-one uh, -one coach that's helping me with a lot of inner child work. And that mm. is a lot of what we're doing right now. Um, so yeah, it's still very alive in my body and it's very focused currently around, you know, my inner child. Um, so yeah, really kind of moving that into embodiment with how I run my business, um, is yeah, very much still, uh, still something I'm working through. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. And is that where you'd like to just start this conversation and this coaching session today? Yeah, that, that feels really good. feels really aligned. Awesome. So with the coach that you're working with, with the inner child work, is there an element of embodiment exercises or embodiment conversation or just that that work supports this as well? Um, so we are, um, we're pretty, so we, we've just started working together. So yeah, I mean, it, it is mainly focused around embodiment. So it's, it's focused around mm -hmm. feeling in the five senses um, with, you know, the desires that are coming up for me um, and kind of working with moving the energy, um, you know, like when I land on that desire and I kind of work through some of the blocks that are coming up, then kind of moving the energy through to 
you know, um, integrate into my nervous system and, and whatnot. Amazing. Yeah, for sure. So I'd love to just hear more about your experience and, um, so one of the things that I was sort of just smiling to myself about as I read what you shared this, um, because I heard in that this piece of, I would like to master embodiment. And I sort of smiled to myself because embodiment or what we like, for example, let, let me just define that for a second. For me, embodiment is presence and awareness of the body and mm-hmm. it's feedback to us and our feedback to it as we move throughout the day and as we live our life. And within that, um, I was kind of giggling because I was saying to myself, well, I don't know if we, we master embodiment, embodiment masters us. Yeah. <laughs> and it sort of sounds like this reverse joke um, because it's really just like a continual softening and broadening of just the awareness of being alive. So there's no way to really get it right. And it just, it continues to teach us for each of us individually. Yeah. I love that, that definition and that explanation so much because yeah, like when, you know, when, cause embodiment is, it's, it's such a hot word right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you explained it is so perfectly, right. It's like, what is our body telling us, you know, as we're moving through our day and yeah, like there is no mastering hearing what our body is telling us. It's more of like, yeah, what, what is our body telling us? Like that is, that's the answer. So I love that so much. That was, yeah, really great explanation. And it, it helps it land in a little bit of a different way for me. Amazing. Uh, because I find that when we are coming from, and when I've had clients that are coming from kind of a, well, I'm, I'm more in my head and I'd like to descend what I find that gets coupled with is uh, I'd like to know the system and I'm a really, and I'm really good at being a really good student and I'm yeah. going to get this right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, and we've been trained like that. I feel that all children start out as embodied creatures, embodied beings, and we get trained out of that into the mind only like the mind is wonderful. And it's especially wonderful when it's in partnership with the intelligence of the biomagnetic, incredible field of all of us. Like the mind is a part of us, but we get trained into that. And we even get punished for embodiment, for crying, for being tired, thirsty, whatever it might be at inopportune times as it may be. And so we learn to just disconnect. So it's really this return. So it's so beautiful. Um, the inner child work that you're mentioning is really this return and it starts with just, you know, hand on belly and like one or two belly breaths. That's, that's embodiment right there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's this return, return to, Hey, I'm a full, I'm a full being here. And, Oh, I've severed again. I'm returning, severed again, returning. And over time that balance just shifts because, it's actually so natural and so relaxing and so health producing for us to live in our natural design of body meets mind meets soul that mm-hmm. it actually gives us back energy and health in the way that I've experienced it and seen others experience it. So it's, it's almost like if we try to do it from the mind, like that's actually the way that we're not going to find it because it's not there, but we just return to our natural way of being. So that was, that, that was a big piece right there or like a lot of words. And I just want to 
say again, just like, what's your experience? What's just tell me about what's happening for you. Yeah. I, I love that so much. And and I do definitely, or I should say I have, I've, I've definitely, you know, really have transitioned out of, of completely being in my head, but it, I do find that that is the, you know, the natural state that I go back to more often than not. Um, yeah. So I just, I love that explanation and, and really just having a better understanding of, of this work. Right. But also not getting caught up in the, okay, cool. So like, how can I be the best student, <laughs> you know, and, and mm. how can I master this and, and be a good student and like, you know, really get embodiment down the right way. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause almost, and I mean, I'm totally there with you on the good student and all of this, this is such an archetype within me that said the good student learned really well how to disconnect in order to be a good student in that system. Uh, And actually what we would say, even in a classroom, the quote unquote, like someone, someone actually like literally from my life experience just came to mind as I'm saying this. And this person that was, was not able to disconnect in the way that was necessary and actually stayed embodied to such an extent that their body would drive their behavior, even in, even in moments where maybe something else was needed and that like that is embodiment and the good student actually disconnected really well. So that's Mm -hmm. just another facet of that. Yeah. That's so fascinating. Yeah. And yeah, I just resonate so much. I've just never really like thought about and kind of heard explained embodiment, you know, in this way. So it's, it's really, really helpful to help, you know, it, it definitely lands like intellectually, but then being able to kind of translate that intellectually yeah. Into, um, yeah, into, into an understanding, right. Because it is important to understand, of course. Mm-hmm, of course. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a symbiosis. Yeah. So I love that so much. So, you know, even if right now we were just to presence, like presence and well, what are our feet touching? And maybe our feet are sensing the bottom, the soles of our feet are sensing different things. For example, one of my feet is flat and one of my feet is turned up. So one of them is getting the air and the breeze and is feeling cooler than the other one. So it's okay. How are the feet feeling? What's the difference there? Can we sense our clothes on top of us or the surface that we're sitting on? How does the digestion feel? And it's like this little scanning and this check. And that's even, I would say that's even a lengthier practice than I really love to do. That's almost like, okay, do we have a couple minutes? Let's do this in in our lived experience. But really the first, the first like OG original practice is that belly breathing. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, okay. just, just that pause and yeah. And for me, I, I like to do hand on belly, hand on heart. And awesome. you know, the feeling of the rising and the falling, and like that bringing back to the body. Yeah, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with that practice and uh, definitely don't do it enough, you know, as I'm like, you know, transitioning through my days and, and just getting lots done and, um and, and just that, that piece of, you know, forgetting that small, yeah, that small practice. And, and what's coming up for me is, um, I just had a, a really big, um, 
a really big transition happened this last week and my nervous system was really shot out from it in that it was just like a lot of abundance at one time. Mm. And a lot of the, the feedback that I was getting, cause I reached out to, you know, my support community and a lot of the feedback was, well, are you allowing your body to integrate with it? And, um, and that was what a couple of the women kept recommending was like, as you're moving through your day, can you just stop every, you know, hour for five minutes and just like check in with your body? And it's, it's such a simple practice, but it's, it's just like something that we just don't often think to do. And it's something that I really have to get better with. So just the, um, yeah, just the, the, the belly breathing piece like that, it's that simple. And how is that going for you? Um, that recommendation and then what's, what's coming up where you might feel that, oh, I could be doing this more optimally. Um, yeah. So, I mean, when I, when I read all of the beautiful recommendations that were given and, you know, all of the pieces about like somatic nervous system regulating and all these things that I, I believe in so much, but then it's just like, going down to doing it, right? It's, it's that's mm-hmm. where the disconnect for me goes. It's like, yep, I believe in these things. I, I know this is, I know this is what um, I need to continue to kind of expand and hold more. But yet when it comes to doing it, that's, that's mm-hmm. the, um, yeah, the actual, the actual doing is, is where I'm definitely disconnected. Yeah. And, you know, I find that, for example, and this might've just been a random number when you said, do this for five minutes, like as part of what maybe someone recommended, I find that that's even really long. Like if, if I'm in the middle of my flow and someone tells me I need to just like belly breathe for five minutes, I'm probably going to get angry. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So what I find is, and well, first of all, this might start with just setting a little timer that goes off. Um, if that works and eventually this will just be something that we can actually tell the mind to say, Hey, remind me of this. And in that moment, uh, we might, we might not even need to stop what we're quote unquote doing, but that said, there's this moment of, well, one piece of it is, am I actually in a comfortable position in a comfortable posture? Is my neck crooked? Does my back just need a little bit of a stretch or adjustment? Do I need to change the way I'm sitting just to kind of like, Hey, hi, like here we are. I don't even need to stop typing or watching this thing or whatever I'm doing just what do I need? And the other piece would be just a slow exhale. So I love layering things instead of kind of, here's my thing for this. Here's my time for that. Here's my time for this. Here's my time for that. I'll just layer it all. And maybe that's just my lazy efficiency, if you will. Um, but I'll, you know, I'll do things while I'm out for a walk or while even what I'm sharing right now, it's like, this is just something in my work day. So with that, one of the, one of the simple kind of in the moment things is just, well, one of them is actually what, let's just take the deepest inhale we've, we've taken today. Just, this is it right now. Like next inhale we take and everybody that's listening to this, like what's the deepest inhale? I'll do it right now as well. Ah, there it is. Like that's probably the deepest I've gone today. That's fun. That's like a fun little game. And then on top of that, the flip side is the slowest exhale we could possibly do. Doesn't have to be coupled with the deep inhale, but just like a decent inhale 
And then the slowest exhale we can possibly do without becoming dizzy or um, starting to feel, you know, out of breath in any way, just like a comfortable longest exhale. And just that is a reset. So it's this moment of here I am, I'm on my computer, I'm thinking of an email, I'm channeling content, and I'm doing the slowest exhale that I can, that feels good. And here I am back in the body and I didn't need to um, pause or tell myself to do something different. There's so many, there's like, you know, thousands. And really what's going to happen is you're going to start channeling your own embodiment exercises because mm-hmm. it's you and your body and you already know, you probably already have them um, just by virtue of moving around through the day. But how do those two to three things right there sound? Yeah, I love that. And I, I think it's the, um, the simplicity of it, right? It, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be this, it doesn't have to be this like complex, especially with you saying like, you don't need to stop your entire day, right? Because that is often mm-hmm. where I find myself um, almost frustrated with the concept of like, well, if I'm in the flow and I'm feeling mm-hmm. really good and I'm getting a lot done, like, I don't want to interrupt, right? And like, not that five minutes is necessarily interrupting, but it can feel like that. Absolutely. Yes. So I, I love that, that piece of just, okay, cool. So I'm, I'm writing email. Let me just like blink my eyes for a second and just come back. Mm-hmm. Is my body comfortable? You know, do I even want to be sitting in this position? Yeah. I, I love that so much. And, and the simplicity of it, right. It's like these, these healing practices, right. Embodiment practices, they don't need to be these complex, um, very time consuming things. So, yeah. yeah I, I love that so much. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a ritual, I would say. I mean, the act of it can feel, well, depending how we define ritual, that said, it doesn't need to be this like multi-step, like, let me go to my altar kind of thing. It's in the moment of life. And even, you know, there's literally so many, we could just take a whole hour, just, you know, (laughs) saying practices because they just keep coming through like standing in the grocery store line. Oh, how are my feet balanced? How am I, how are my knees? It's just, it's coming back in and almost like getting curious about the body. Love that. And, yeah. and that's what it, it makes me think of, and it's, it's so divine in the timing. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of inner, inner child healing work right now. And um, I've been actually working with a therapist for the last two years and her and I have been touching on this work just a little bit, mm. but what was coming up was that, you know, she was having me continue to check in daily with my inner child. And I was making it this like big process, right. Where I had to like sit down and my meditation seat and I had to like breathe to connect in. And then I had to journal about it afterwards and blah, blah, blah. And it was this mm-hmm. like huge process. Right. And I failed, right? Like if we're quoting uh, failing, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I wasn't able to continue on with it because it was this like big thing in the same way that I thought embodiment had to be, right? Where I had to like get up and stretch or do a dance break, which are like all great things. Um, but they, they just like didn't feel realistic for where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, since I started working with this new coach, I've now, I've like been able to make a way that works. And it's just like, I stay in awesome. my bed. Yeah. Like I stay in my bed in the mornings and I connect in that way. Like it doesn't need to be this big ritual. So it's the divine timing of like exactly what you're saying about embodiment is the exact thing I'm experiencing, you know, with another part of my healing journey. 
Yeah, so good. I'm hearing sustainability um, practices that can stay with us. And, you know, maybe we have a day where we meditate and tap in and journal about it. And if it becomes like, this is how to do it, there's, you know, probably very, the majority of people will find, find a moment where that just doesn't fit into the day. Yeah. Hmm. I love that so much. Sustainability. Yeah. Sustainability with the healing and embodiment journeys, I think is so perfect. Such a good way to explain it. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. So what's present now and what, what's circling and present right now for you? Um, I think the, yeah, I think just really, um, like adding in and like finding, right. Like finding the ways that it works for me and finding the things that feel like a connection right into my body. Like the, for example, when you were mentioning the, like the feet one, for example, um, like, you know, feeling the bottom of your foot and then feeling the, the air on the other foot, like in that way, it doesn't necessarily feel like it resonates with me. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it feels about finding what does resonate with me. Yeah. What does feel like a connection, right? Like, is it maybe neck rolls for me or like mm-hmm. the deep breathing ones? So I think it's, it's starting to get curious about the different ways to connect in with my body. Yeah, absolutely. And if you were to connect in right now, what does that look like? Uh, I think it would be like right now I've been sitting for a while and I think it would be, uh, or like is, cause I'm, I'm currently doing it now is kind of like rolling out my hips. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just getting a little bit of movement, you know, in my lower back and in my, my hips while I have my hands um, on my legs and I have like a really nice velvety material on. So it's mm. like, you know, feeling the velvet on my hands as I'm kind of rolling out my hips. Um, yeah. Just kind of connecting in, in that way. Yeah, for sure. So with this, um, I love this when you mentioned the sitting for a while and, um, I love that I like heard you adjust your positioning as soon as I <laughs> asked that, which is, that's exactly what it is. It's like, it, we come back so quickly and it's just that moment of like, oh yeah. Um, but with that goes this curiosity of, I don't know if you like st- also observing other humans, observing other humans in their bodies and the way that somebody might be speaking with their hands or moving about. And when I do this, I start to see that the majority of people aren't actually and this is probably a societal thing, we're not actually utilizing the full range of our joints Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. So even if we were to open up our arms all the way out and actually circle our shoulder, just circle the the shoulder joint as much as our particular body is able to do that, or if the shoulder joint isn't available, maybe it's like a finger joint, or maybe it's just the tongue in the mouth, depending on the ability of the body. Um, when was the last time that we did that full range of motion for that joint? And maybe someone is really active and it's like, well, I did that in yoga class this morning, or I do that regularly at the gym. That said, even if that's the answer, I would challenge the person to actually 
do that in another environment where it's almost not common, like whether it's in our bedroom or whether it's like at the grocery store, like big arm circles in the vegetable aisle, like how (laughs) funky is that? Um, But sort of when was the last time we just got into the range of our body? And this might or may not apply to you. This is just a curiosity about humanity and the world and the way we kind of um, uh, transport ourselves with these gorgeous vehicles that we have without really even understanding the full motion that is here. Mm, Yes. I love that so much. And I, the piece where you, where you said about, you know, like if people are doing that right in, in a yoga class or at the gym, but there's such a different intention behind doing it because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like what's being asked of you while you're, you're moving your body in that way. And then intentionally doing it to like, just feel that motion, right? Like the, the difference between that. Um, Yeah. I, I really, I love thinking about it in that way, right. Where it's like, it's same for me with dance. So like dance is a huge part of my, like that is one part of my embodiment journey that I, I really um, do resonate with and like really mm. find that is, um, is something like I consciously do often. Um, but it's very different of like when I'm going to a dance class and when I'm just starting my day and like just dancing to wake up my body in my office. Right. It's like yes. a very different intention and a very different, um, yeah, it, like it lands differently in my body as well. Yeah. I love that that distinction. And it actually brings, brings it into, again, the good student, because when we're in a class, we're being, you know, guided through certain emotions and we're doing our best to replicate these motions versus deep curiosity and self-directedness and really body-based directedness. Like how does my body want to move? What is, what does feel good? And maybe it feels good to stay in this stretch or whatever it may be, or this position or this movement, just repeating this movement in a way that maybe wouldn't happen otherwise really comes back to this curiosity versus being told what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and the intention behind, like when you're being curious, it's for, you know, it's, it, I mean, when you're in class, it's well, like you're doing it for yourself, but it's just different, right? Yeah. So yeah, I love that, that concept so much. Um, and remembering to do it for myself, not just because I'm in a class and like, it's being asked of me. There's almost, Mm -hmm. there's almost like more potency behind it is what it feels like. Mm. And can you speak more into that? Yeah. Like when, right. Cause it's, it's so beautiful to go to the gym, right. To go to yoga, to go to dance. Like these are amazing things and, and we all should be moving our bodies in that way. Right. Um, But the potency of like when we're choosing to do it outside of it being um, almost like required of us, right? Um, Mm -hmm. There's just, there's just so much more. um, Yeah, there's just more, there's more potency to it. There's more like intention behind it. And uh, I'm just trying to think of like, in, in the way to capture it of, of like how alive it was feeling for me. Um, it just feels like you're doing it for yourself. Um, because like, because it's what your body's asking for. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. 
And that feels like just such a doorway into a self-guided life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's like the framework's not there, right? When you're going to a gym class, when you're going to a dance class, like you've got the framework of, okay, this is how I'm going to move my body. I'm going to move my body for one hour. This is how I'm probably going to feel afterwards, right? There's that framework. But when you're choosing yes. to do it, um, outside of that framework, it is, it's like that self-guided life. Yeah. I love that. That, yeah, that's, that's what that potency feels like to me. Wow. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So mm. drinking the the most delicious um tea as we talk as well which I don't typically do while I'm I'm working through the day so it feels like such a nice like warm treat for yeah for my body as well oh that's amazing I love that and thank you for sharing that yes is there um another way that we can support you right now or another you know whether another topic or another piece of embodiment landing or a request or some, something else. Um, what's how, how can I support you right now? Hmm. Yeah, I think, um, I think what would be really awesome, uh, since this is, you know, something that you, that you've obviously have a lot of practice in yourself, you know, living in your way as well as teaching to others I think it would be really amazing to hear like how, how you and how you do embodiment, right? Like how it looks for you in your day to day. Um, Mm -hmm. And some of the, some of the practices that you do, like, you know, as a, as a student, right. As a, a learner here, it would be amazing to hear some like expansion on what that looks like for you to kind of take on and, and try on for myself. Yeah, for sure. So it's interesting because immediately what comes forward is that the practices that I shared, for example, just like the deepest breath, the slow exhale, the checking in with the body, that's literally how I live my day. Okay. So those are actually practices that I do, whether multiple times a day or just whenever they come up. So that's kind of a a base how I move through because it just feels good. It just feels good to kind of play with the breath to have the, sometimes I feel that even when I breathe deep, like I'll have my neck kind of adjust and like have a little slight crack in the neck. And I go, holy, wow. Like that is amazing that the breath just gave me an adjustment. So really just being curious with that, playing with it. um, And, you know, taking it sort of deeper into, and, and, excuse me, and these ones maybe are not necessarily daily, though, as it happens, and as I feel curious, or my body desires it, it, well, first of all, earthing and grounding or being in nature, like I, um, if, if you go on a walk with me, I will be like, smelling trees and touching (laughs) flower petals, (laughs) and like running my hands over things. Um, And so just being in the world and enjoying the different sensations. And that also goes to the sensations of my own body as well. So when applying oils or anything, it's not so much just like a boom, boom, I've covered all the surface area. 
it's more like, let's say I'm applying it to my face. Like, can I feel my pores? Mm -hmm. Can I feel my skin? If I press in, in certain places, how do the bones and the muscles feel? And how does it feel good to manipulate my skin as I'm applying oil, um, going into, you know, applying it down through the neck to the upper chest, to the breasts. Um, usually in the morning when I'm applying that facial oil, I'll also combine that with a breast massage. And then again, this isn't like, okay, it was my hour for breast massage and it's got to be this like orgasmic thing. No, it's literally just an exploratory practice. So if anything, the key words are like curiosity, exploration. Um, so this kind of exploratory, like how do my breasts feel today? Um, if I squeeze or move or circle, how does that feel? And what parts of my skin are craving moisturizing? If I don't want to get, because I only use oil, so it's not something that would absorb the same as moisturizer, just for, you know, organic, super amazing, natural skincare and food as much as possible is part of embodiment, I feel. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, what part of my skin wants that extra touch? And again, it's not so much like, well, I covered that area. No, I'm like in it, feeling it, dialoguing with it almost like, hey, what do you need? Is there a special massage? Is there something? Um, and pressure point, pressure point work. Um, and I, this isn't like super specific. I don't have like a pressure point encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. Um, I have some knowledge of it and of specific points. And then I just play with recognizing when I have pressed into a significant point because of just the quality of the way that it feels. So this is something that I can do on my hands, even while sitting somewhere or sitting in traffic. And it just brings me back. It just brings me in because there's a sensation, maybe even not the most comfortable sensation. If we've ever worked with pressure points, maybe um, that can be known. So it's almost like feeling without judging while exploring. That would be, you know, and I could, I mean, thank you for this question. Cause I could feel myself being able to go for like another hour, just being like, and then I do this and then I play with that. And then this, <laughs> um, so there's, you know, and again, it's, if I was to impart anything there, it's this, it, it, it doesn't have to be super long. It's woven into just literally moving through the day. Uh, like even like pulling on a shirt, pulling on tights, do the tights feel completely comfortable or do I need to do an adjustment? Do I need to somehow move them around? Um, it's almost like listening in every moment, not because I have to, or because it's heavy, but because it feels good to just enjoy this life. Yeah. And to be curious, I love the curious, like the being curious and like exploring, you know, those, mm -hmm. I love that so much because exactly what you said is right. It's like, it's not because it's like required of me or because I have to make everything this like thought out process or it has mm -hmm. to be, it's just like, no, can you be curious of like how it could feel better or like yes. how it feels period? Um, yeah, I, I love that so much. And it also um, is, I'm really glad that you gave some of the examples that you did um, because they, they are some things that I do, like I face oil pretty often as well. And like, while I didn't know that I was, you know, really focused on embodiment, I am like what I'm doing those little practices. So that's actually really great to, you know, to kind of reflect back and be like, Oh, okay. Like I am doing these things. Um, yeah. Just, like aren't these big things that I thought I was supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? 
And I think that that's so amazing. I think that ties into um, the popularity of the word embodiment and just this kind of like, ooh, like what's this glitzy term? And it's like, no, like if you're just alive and aware, you're doing embodiment. We can get super fun with it and go do like a sister circle retreat at a hot springs, which is totally my vibe. We could do that. And, you know, so, so another place would be kind of, let's say eating blueberries and something that the thing, you know, the mind kind of is like, well, that's a blueberry. It's, it's kind of sweet. It's kind of tart. Great. Put it in the mouth, swallow. And we almost bypass the flavor Mm. versus if I put a handful or a single blueberry in my mouth and I didn't, And I told the mind like, okay, just chill. Let's rediscover blueberries today. Mm -hmm. What does this blueberry feel like? And even in a box, they're going to have different flavors. My mouth is watering. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. So I see, you know, I'll watch people. And again, like I'm curious about other people's embodiment. I'll watch people and, you know, a particular person just kind of like toss food in their mouth, chew super quick. And I know that person loves food and I'll get curious sometimes and be like, did you like, taste that yeah. or did you think you were just going for some results mm, yes and when we watch a child and um I love to do this if it's available for me in the moment like play with like the skin on the blueberry or the grape like can you peel it off with your teeth can you mm. squeeze the juice out like just little moments of like hi we're on this amazing planet just alive Yes. I love this so, so much. And I really think it does, um, kind of like redefine, right. Because embodiment like is such a buzzword right now, which is like mm-hmm. beautiful and annoying. Right. <laughs> um, in that it just, there's, there's so much weight to it. Like, you know, Oh, how do you get right? It's like, goes back to the beginning of our conversation of like, how do you get it right? Right. And like, if you're not mm-hmm. getting it right, does that mean that you're not like living as, as much as you could be, et cetera. And it's, it's really like such a simple, the, the, the one that keeps kind of sticking with me is like when you talked about pulling on the tights, right? Like mm-hmm. when you pull on the tights, are they comfortable? And if not, like, what, like, are you going to adjust them? Or are you just going to continue to move through your day? Just like unaware that these tights are kind of riding up your you know, your parts, like, so it's just like, even such a little switch like that. Um, yeah, it can make such a difference. And yeah, I really, really love that. Cause I, I did personally, like I had such a heaviness attached to the word embodiment. And like, I just feel like I couldn't, like, I just couldn't figure out how it's right. Like how I wrote in my, 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 um, beginning thing of like, I couldn't figure out how to master it. And there's, mm-hmm. there's no mastering it by any means. It's just, you know, how can you just be more alive and really just, um, yeah, just experience like deeper and, and more. So yes, yes. I love that so much. And I love your explanations and, and what you do personally. It's really, yeah, really expansive for me to hear. And I'm sure, you know, anyone else that hears it. So I, I love that you share that. I'm so glad. And I'm so glad you asked this, you know, I feel this is such a potent conversation. Yeah. To go back to that word mastery. um, It's interesting because it's like the only way to say that we're mastering 
is just to continue exploring and being with it because we could say, well, how do we master breathing? And we can learn breathing techniques and breathing control. And as far as I understand it, there's no point where we can say like, well, that yogi, he's mastered breathing. Because as soon as you aren't in awareness or in practice, you're not in it. And whatever was called mastery is no longer there. Yes. Yeah. That's so potent. Yeah. I love that so much. Um, and it's, I, I love what comes up for me is, um, right. Like it's almost this, this ongoing journey, right. That never ends because this, yeah, this type of work, it, there's never like a, a final destination, but it's almost like, right. Em- embodiment, um, is, is, kind of like if it's almost like self-mastery yes right where it's like I wouldn't even say life mastery by any means but it's like self-mastery it's like yeah how can you really how can you really just like continue on the journey of of just connecting in and and like mastering self right yeah I mean to me that's like the most interesting thing it's fascinating. It's amazing. It's consistently interesting. So I'm here for it. You know, I feel it. Yeah. I feel it's valuable to um, touch into how, when we're speaking about embodiment, it, you know, part of this has been about us really, I could say embodiment is simply about allowing ourselves to enjoy, enjoy the present moment, enjoy life because we could simply just touch our cheek and, and be in wonder at the quality of it, the sensation of it. That said, a place where we might disconnect and place where it might be more challenging and say, well, what's embodiment there is when we have unpleasant emotions come up or even um, really intense, difficult emotions come up. So what about embodiment there? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'll just kind of pause there and uh, see what, what you might say or what you might ask there. Yeah, I think that's such a uh, amazing question. Um, as I just um, went through about a about a month and a half ago, I went through I'd say like the most challenging piece of I've been on my healing journey for about two years, like really in the in the thick of of my healing journey and and just being really conscious and you know aware. And this has been like that period was kind of the hardest period through my healing journey. And I was, you know, really, really anxious and, and depressed and, you know, crying a lot and, and just had a hard time getting out of bed. And, and those aren't um, emotions that I typically identify with or, or really struggle with. So just thinking about that period and, you know, what, what embodiment looks like for me through that. And, you know, I, I will say it was, it was a lot easier for me to kind of move through that period um, unconscious and unaware and not taking the time that I would normally do to like, you know, rub face oil on or like use my coconut oil on my skin. It was just like rushing through because I was just all too consumed with the emotions that I was feeling, right? So I think this is such a beautiful conversation um, to kind of remind that 
like when in those harder emotions, the embodiment piece is, is probably even more important, really. Yes. And, um, and I would say that it's those emotions depending on, you know, so that crying, that crying is embodiment. Mm. And within that, we get to even go deeper almost to, well, depending on the situation and the experience that's happening um, to actually assist the processing of emotions and energies, uh, I would say swifter or with more ease on the system. And that's, that's kind of a loaded word right there. But I, so something that my life really shifted when I started learning emotional mastery, because I would be, um, the way that I was living was that if I was triggered or if I was angry, the space between my trigger and words coming out of my mouth was minuscule and so small. And I kept hurting others. I kept hurting myself. I kept, you know, then having the repercussions and the negative emotions and the challenging emotions that came with that. And that, that place where I was learning how to expand that millisecond in my existence and my body, in my mind came when I started to learn how to sense the emotion within my body with, before doing anything with my body or verbally or anything like that. So being in this place where we can sit and feel deep anger, how does deep anger feel in our body? And that lit for me, it's like liquid fire hurricane Mm -hmm. and just feeling it. And within that, even when we're not at the same time, feeling angry at a person or blaming someone or thinking that there's um, something we got to like get up and act from that. And we can, and that's a separate thing. That said, that initial moment of how does deep sadness feel? How does deep grief feel? That literal heart breaking, heart cracking energy. And within that, as we ride these, these experiences and take that moment of like, okay, I'm experiencing this emotion and what is it in my body? How is it? And I feel that crying is actually the place where we truly allow that to be felt, um, mm-hmm. especially that kind of deep, like so-called ugly crying. I don't like that it's called that. That's it. I feel it's a good reference where we're just um, uh, experiencing wow. that feeling of it's actually like pleasurable. Do you know what I like? Would you say so? Do you know what I mean? To like deeply cry. So I'm probably the worst person to ask about crying because it's one of my biggest blocks. Um, mm. I, don't, I don't cry very often. Um, so <laughs> yes, I, I would say I'm probably the worst person to ask in reference to, to crying and, and um, like the pleasure of it. But I, when I think back to um, when I think back to about a month and a half ago, when I did have that, like that sobbing kind of ugly cry that you, you know, you reference, there was like, there was such a re- a release. Yes. And I, I don't know if I would personally say pleasurable because I, I really do have such a hard time with, with crying, with sadness. It's an emotion that I really struggle with. Um, but in that moment, there really was this release of like how much I had been holding mm-hmm. really like having the space to come out. Yes. I think maybe a better word would be cathartic. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think many, many people and many sisters in my community would say pleasure. Like they would, they would say that it's just, yeah, for me, sadness and, and tears are, are a really big struggle for me. <laughs> it's huge. It, it doesn't feel, especially sadness itself, I feel is so, and that's the thing. It's like these, these colors that are, that are being experienced and sensed through the body. And there's, you know, and we can get into like, these are actual vibrations. These are actual frequencies that can be measured and different emotions have different vibratory experiences. And it's, it's challenging, like being triggered, being sad, being, um, feeling desperate or helpless or like something's wrong. These are, these are huge and challenging emotions versus like the pleasure, the happiness, the joy, the yay. Um, and it's in those moments where we might start to explain away or try to find a solution because it's so uncomfortable. And it's this place of even there without trying to change it or shift it into something that's potentially more deemed pleasurable. Can we simply, simply, I mean, simply said, huh, go in and, and feel the body to whatever extent is available, just like, oh, wow, this is how this one feels. My chest is caving in on itself. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that would be the, I would say, the, the pathway of embodiment there. And there is a place where, and this is kind of what I see Tantra to mean, is that there is a place there where it does switch into a deep ecstasy, actually. Like I've had these moments where I feel deeply angry, sad, triggered, just yearning and grief. And this switch that almost like we flip the table and all of a sudden, instead of looking at our particular small frequency, we flip around and we're like, oh, whoa, the universe is here. Mm -hmm. Humanity is here. The suffering of humanity is here. And, um, it's this deep, compassionate love that all of a sudden starts flowing in that place. Um, and it's, you know, I wouldn't say this is every time or that I know how to like flip the switch and do that. And when we stay, stay, stay and just allow that sensation to be, that can happen. Yeah. So that's kind of. Mm -hmm. I think that's, yeah, so beautiful, especially, um, you know, to hear on my side of it, because those, you know, those lower, um, you know, those lower emotions, and I, I don't even tip it really like calling it lower emotions, but you know, the, the harder emotions, the, you know, the heavier emotions are um, ones that I have for most of my life really kind of kept at an arm's length, mm -hmm. um, you know, the fear of like being kind of overcome by them. And as I've been, you know, doing a lot of my healing work the last two years, I've really been uh, like allowing them in, in a safe way, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of fear around them for me. So I love hearing that, how you just explained it of like, almost switching the table, right? So the next time I find myself in those emotions, being intentional on, can I flip the table and like, view them from the, you know, view them from like the bigness of love and compassion and, um, 
and just like from a universal view, instead of it being like, I'm so little and overcome by these things and like, they're going to take over and I'm never going to pull myself out. Right. Being able to like take myself out of that and view them from a different way and then be in them from that point of view. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I think that's an interesting question to be asking from there. And I would just watch for, okay, so, um, it's really that in going through and in being in it that that opening happens naturally because if we we were to kind of say this is so big for me let me zoom out and be and look at this with so-called love and compassion and generate that because that actually feels good and then look at it it's actually a bypassing pathway Um, and it's a mentalizing pathway because we're like wait this is really big but let me just try to look at it with love versus, um, and I hear you, and this is so subtle. Um, and thank you for being in this conversation with this because like you said, in a safe way, and this is such brave work. This is such brave work because in those moments where we've kept it at arm's distance and now we're saying, okay, let me actually literally process this. Yeah. And the way to, the only way to process it is to go through it. That said, it doesn't have to be uh, more intense than it has to be. And we don't need to kind of like sit down and slots, like smother ourselves in it. We just go through. And if it's available to us, one of my most favorite intentions that was taught to me by my uh, spiritual mentor was in that moment, if, you know, when we especially feel something is so huge, so immense, if it feels safe and available to us to say, I'm willing to feel this all the way. I'm Mm -hmm. willing for this to get as deep and as big as it needs to get for me to completely feel this all the way through. And that might sound intense. That said, what usually happens, and I've actually never had it happen any other way, is that as soon as I turn that willingness on, the emotion dissipates. Yeah, it makes and it makes so much sense, right? Because it it kind of goes into like shadow work, right? It's like mm-hmm. as soon as you put light on the shadow, then like it's not this big thing that's kind of hiding and, and like in the corner ready to like take over you. Right? Yeah, and we're kind of pushing, pulling with it in yeah. in this kind of like, you won't get me, but you're totally getting me right now and it freaking hurts and yeah. kind of this push pull. So that and you know, and if, if it doesn't dissipate, but we stay with that willingness, um, there is a moment where the heart literally can just, you know, the light, like the light emerges from within and all of a sudden it naturally, it naturally switches Mm -hmm. into like, Oh, Whoa. It's almost like the, it's almost like this, um, non-sexual, but erotic frequency of the life force of the universe, but it can't be generated. It can't be like bypassed into it. And I wish I had a formula for it. I'm just saying that it's out there. Like, it, yeah. you know, we can at some point, you know, be blessed with that experience. And, um, but if we go looking for it, we're going into our mind. Okay. I love that. That's, I really appreciate you kind of, you know, wrapping back around to what I was saying and, and sharing it in that way. Um, yeah, I think that's, it's so, so helpful. And yeah, I love that, like that permission to just be like, okay, take me there. Like, I'm ready. Let's do this. Like, it's not going to swallow me whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, so d- divinely supported and loved and like, 
let's, let's go, let's do it. So yeah, I love that so much. It's so brave what you're doing. It's so amazing that, um, yeah, like all of this work, it's brave. Like on the other side, it's like, yay, grass, sun, happy. Um, but to be there, um, you know, it takes walking through that fog, if you will, yes. of whatever, wherever we kind of disconnected and it, it's, it's full spectrum. And I honor you so much for doing this and being here and asking these questions and, you know, having this dialogue, which I feel has been like so incredibly rich. And I'm wondering if there's just um, anything else, any like loose ends, any questions, any, I mean, I know it's like infinite, but just mm -hmm. anything immediately present, any loose ends that we can wrap up. No, I feel, yeah, I feel very complete. This has been so, so helpful. Um, yeah, and, and it got, I love how you said about it being rich because it, it has felt really rich and, and really deep and, and just really potent and needed. Mm. Yeah. <sighs> well, um, I will send you the recording of this and also a transcript um, by tonight. So you'll have that. Mm -hmm. and. I just, I'm celebrating you and sending you so much love and adoration on this journey. It's amazing to, you know, it's, it's you as another human being on this planet kind of popping into the body and being like, oh, well, here I am. And um, just seeing more and more of us do that and come back home in that way. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Recognition. And this has been so good and so helpful for me. And yeah, thank you for expanding and, and uh, yeah, being a leader in this, in this world and in this space. So thank you so much. Thank you. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And yeah, I look forward to connecting with you again sometime and in a way that's divine like this was. Absolutely. Thank you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll be in touch soon. It sounds good. Bye. Bye, love. Wow. 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 I'm so excited to have you here, to have you a part of this live coaching call series, to share this level of content with you. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful for you, for your time, for being a listener of this podcast and just two more things that I want to share with you here. One of them is my favorite source for yoni wands and yoni eggs. And you can find that link in the um, podcast notes, in the show notes, with a 10% discount code. Now, this is my one source, my favorite source, because of their integrity. Because this place... Uh, has since I started purchasing with them years ago and up until now has only sold the true yoni healthy stones and what I mean by that is there you know there's so many places where we can source yoni wands and yoni eggs and it's become pretty trendy and it's become kind of you know a free-for-all on the types of crystals that are available and some of them, I will even say the majority of them, are simply not 
yoni healthy according to the research that I've done and I have a very high standard for my body, for what goes into my body, for the potential effects um, that might occur and I really, um, I carry such a high love for my health and my optimal yoni system as well because it's such a precious, incredible ecosystem that I truly only use jade obsidian and occasionally rose quartz and those are the three that I use nothing else and this place has amazing an amazing selection of jade specifically Siberian jade in all sorts of different colors so you can have that fix of different colored eggs and that beautiful selection also knowing that it's a good amazing stone that's healthy for the yoni environment so you'll find that link in the show notes with the 10% discount code. And also I am putting a link in there for you to book a coaching call with me, a one hour coaching call for yourself. So much territory gets covered in these one hour calls and it's so specific to you, to your business, whether you're designing your offering, whether you um, have a mix of, hey, I have some strategy questions and also some energetic questions because I am a holistic business coach. We don't only do strategy and we don't only do energetics and embodiment. I find that living our soul aligned business is always a mixture. It's always a balance. It's how I live and work and it's how I teach and coach. I cannot separate these places and I find that my clients love and appreciate that we get to go into all the spaces that result in a successful launch, in feeling good in your offering and pricing, in being a really stable, amazing leader for your people. So I invite you into that one-hour coaching call. The link is in the description. You're going to be taken directly to my calendar to book in your best time, and you'll just see how that is and how that goes. And I'm so excited to support you in this way and also that you're here and that you're tuning in and receiving um, this show. Thank you so much once again. I appreciate you so much and am sending you so much love until the next time. Bye for now.